Good. Ten minutes. Uh, hello. Uh, my name is Shripad. Uh, I'm from Sports Gita. Uh, I'll be taking a small interview with you. Good. Uh, uh, first, uh, simple question. Uh, one thing you'll tell your younger self not to do. Tell myself. Your, your younger self. My younger self, what not to do? Um, not to be late. Um, always to do, uh, give your best. That's and then, because you don't need anyone to tell you that you've had a poor game or whatever. And then you can you can always turn around to anyone and say, I worked hard and I gave you my very best. And if that's not good enough, then no one can ask any more of you. So were you like late to training? Never late. Never ever late. Wherever I go in my life, I'm always early. I've been waiting half an hour for you. Top three players in the Premier League right now. Right now, top three players. Uh, Harry Kane, one. Lukaku, two. Um, Aguero. Aguero. Yeah. Not three. Hazard. Yeah, Hazard. But it's he's been injured. He didn't. Uh, he didn't start the season um, because of because of injuries. He's only just getting back into uh, into form now. So I, th- I thought you meant. Uh, as in now yeah, yeah. Okay. so if uh, everyone's fit everyone's fit then yeah Eden Hazard would uh, would have to be in there uh, Hazard Aguero and yeah Harry Kane yeah. Um, Harry Kane Lukaku or Marata one of them who will, who do you think will be breaking your record none of them are that good <laughs> <laughs> no I think um yeah, I think Harry Kane will have a very good chance if, I mean there's still ifs, a lot of ifs, if uh, he stays fit, which if you go throughout your career uh, without having one serious injury then I think you've been fortunate, particularly with the number of games players play and the pace that the game is, if you have, if you, if you have don't have one then you've been fortunate, so if he stays fit, uh, if he stays in the, in the, uh, in the Premier League um, then, then he'll have a chance, yeah. Uh, if uh, Harry Kane gives you a call and asks you, like, this Real Madrid interested in me, and uh, should I go the path you took cover loyalty to your uh, Newcastle, mm. or should I take a chance with Real Madrid? What would your advice be? Um, that's a very good question. And from a selfish point of view, I would tell him to go straight away to Real Madrid so he doesn't break my record. But I think that will that will also depend on whether Tottenham are going to uh, win any trophies or not. Uh, if if in the next 18 months to two years Tottenham haven't won a trophy then it wouldn't surprise me if you were to uh, if you were to go and, and, and try out something new whether that be in the Premier League at one of the big clubs or whether that be at uh, Real Madrid or elsewhere then there's, there's, I think a lot depends on, on whether Tottenham are going to be successful in that Tottenham uh, if uh, the what is it the odds I guess so Tottenham are the only club that have won a trophy in the last seven decades Every decade they won a trophy. Well, yeah, they, they've, so, they've, uh, they're moving into uh, into a new stadium, which I'm pretty sure will be magnificent. But then they have to go out and they have to do, uh, they have to start winning uh, winning trophies. And they've, they've got a, uh, they've got some good young players in that uh, in that team. Um, and more often than not, over the years, Tottenham have been a selling club. So that, they've so sold the, a lot of their uh, a lot of their best players. 
if they don't win a trophy in the next 18 months this will be the first decade they've not won a trophy in. yeah and i think that you can also look at that and think well if they don't then um a lot of their younger players who have who have had or who have been um, impressive in the premier league up to up to now i'm sure will have options um and tottenham over the years also haven't paid huge wages to uh, to players uh, whether that will change again when they move into the new stadium we'll have to wait and see but but when you put all that together then there's a lot depends on it um you've never played outside england in your career if you had to move to a club which one would it be or were there any offers for you from outside yeah i had i had uh, i had options to uh, to go to uh, to italy um Uh, there was interest from from Barcelona when Sir Bobby Robson was was manager uh, but there was nothing concrete um but I always always felt that I wanted to stay in the uh, in the Premier League um and it never was never anything serious for me to to seriously think about where they wanted to go over there not loyalty was always the main priority well once I would made the decision to go back home and back to uh, to, to Newcastle then um then i was yeah i was i was loyal uh, they were good to me i enjoyed the football club it was my club i, I was brought up there as uh, as a kid as a boy I used to stand on the terraces and and, and watch it was always my dream to play at newcastle yeah um manchester united wanted to sign you once but uh, the only reason you didn't uh, even talk to them was because you had already given your word to kenny daglish is that right uh no that wasn't uh, strictly true um when i left southampton to go to blackburn i'd spoken to uh, kenny daglish who was the manager of blackburn and i spoke to him on the monday or the tuesday and i said i would give him an answer by the end of the week so within 3 or 4 days um, and then i got a call when i went back to southampton i got a call from uh, manchester united to say that they wanted to speak to me and i said great i would love to speak to you it would be an honor for me to speak to you but i've given my word that to to blackburn and to kenny that i would give them an answer within 4 days so but then i never heard from manchester united after that so i didn't have a decision to make okay what do you think is a major difference between the premier league the one you are playing in and the premier league right now the finances are hugely different uh, the stadiums have improved uh, massively the standard of football and when you look at the premier league now as a whole package um, ability wise we might not have the best but as a whole package for atmosphere for stadiums for passion um, and when you put all that to, all that together then that's why i believe it's the, it's the best league in the world but there's a huge difference between now and, and, and when uh, when i started in, or when the premier league started in 1992 so do you think the uh the reason that the premier league clubs are not successful in champions league is because the talent is divided among the clubs itself and not accumulated into one or two well at the minute bearing bear in mind that when england when english teams were successful and uh, man united were successful and chelsea were uh, so it, it can be done and i'm sure it will be done in the uh, in the coming years we've now got some of the best managers uh, or coaches in in the world when you look around in guardiola at uh, mourinho conte at Conte at uh, at Chelsea um, so when you when you when you look at the managers that we have then i i don't think it will be too long before uh, english teams are once again successful in europe um 
So Newcastle are going through a tough time right now in the Premier League. We're yeah. having a great time. We're quite happy with uh, no, with no. The uh, it's uh, like off-field events. Okay, yeah. So there's a chance of a takeover and all those talks going on. Yeah. Uh, so if Newcastle do give you a call in the end of the season, saying uh, we need a small favor from you, you you need to make a decision about the takeover. Should we go with it? Like there are three offers. Hmm. And they come and tell you that you need to make the decision. Would you take the chance and make take it? To manage or to be involved in the takeover? To be involved in the takeover. Um, well, at it, 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 the minute, then, um, there hasn't been as, as much investment as on the playing side of things as A, the manager would, would have liked and, and B, I'm sure the fans would have, would have liked. They would have um, wanted and, and expected uh, more. I know the manager was frustrated that he didn't get the players in or he was given the finance that he would hold and that he felt he was promised. Um, and there has been talk of, uh, of, of takeovers, but I wouldn't get too carried away uh, until something concrete was, was to go and to happen because there's been a lot of rumours and a lot of talk of, of that before and nothing's ever happened. So whether that's um, people trying to drum up um, some more interest um, from other parties, then that that what wouldn't uh, that wouldn't surprise me. But Newcastle wouldn't uh, come to me and ask me whether they should uh, be taken over or, or or not. To be honest, and I have I don't have anything to do with the uh, the football club at this moment in time, other than, than me being a supporter and a fan like like many others. So there's there's no connection from from my side as whether to, they should be taken over or not. Um, so you had a small stint at Newcastle as a manager. Mm. Despite the efforts of the players and yourself, you guys couldn't survive in the Premier League. What do you think was the main issue that went wrong over there? Well, we weren't good enough. We didn't. Uh, we didn't have a, uh, enough good players. Um, it was a tough time for the uh, for the football club at the time. I didn't. F- I didn't feel as if the, the the players wanted to stay in the Premier League enough and give everything to uh, to that course. Um, uh, I enjoyed it, despite what uh, what happened. It was it was hard. It was tough, but it was an eye opener. It gave, it was a, it was a, a great insight into me, for me to uh, to see what um, what managers have to go through and what a tough job it is. Uh, so my first picture of you outside the pitch uh, would be of you uh, celebrating Andy Carroll's hat trick on the Newcastle return. You were, I think you had a bet in. In the stands, and you're standing and counting money. Oh right, no, no. It's uh, yeah. I had a bet on the uh, on the score that uh, score that day. I think I had a, a a small bet to say that Newcastle would win, and and he would uh, and he would score, and, and that's how it turned out. So yeah, it was it was a good day. I remember that. Yeah. I was in the box with uh, mm. with some of my friends. So I was just being a fan. Yeah. So you had a bet with uh, someone very of, famous, or someone of, just uh, a one of my of friends in the uh, in the box. I had a, uh, that Newcastle would win, and and, uh, and he would score. So that's how it turned out. So. I still remember as soon as Andy Carroll scored, and you're celebrating, the cameras panned to you, and you were. I think it had the correct uh, the correct score that day as well, which uh, which made it even better. Yeah, three or four <laughs> one, I think it was, if I remember rightly. Yeah. Um, so the best goal. That you have witnessed from an opponent while you were on the pitch. Ooh, uh, I played. We played at Old Trafford once, and Rooney scored that volley. Mm. Scored a volley for Man United, and I was actually only ten yards behind him, and 
I knew straight away it was one of those where as soon as he struck it then it was only going to end up in the top corner so went outside the post and bent inside it was it was a great strike had so the perfect angle possibly that one yeah yeah the perfect angle to look at it I had the perfect angle unfortunately yeah but it wasn't it was um, if if it didn't hurt so much then it would have been a great goal <laughs> uh, if I'm not wrong were you, uh, weren't you on the pitch in uh, Birkham I'm not sure whether I was on the pitch or not I can't remember whether no, I was on the sure pitch or actually watching that game so I can't uh, I mustn't have scored in that game because so I can remember all the games I scored in. So <laughs> um, I don't, I can't remember whether I was playing or not. Uh, a five-a-side team of the players you have played with. Ooh, um, David Seaman, Paul Gascoigne, uh, Paul Scholes. Can't remember who the other players. I said, can you remember the the five-a-side team that I said? Seaman, Tony Adams, Paul Scholes. Might be Matt Letizia as well, I think, yeah. Is that five? Seaman, Adams, Gascoigne, Scholes, Letizia. I think it was something like that. Very attacking team. Hey, uh, this is a, probably a tough one for you. Your debut goal for Newcastle mm. by a volley was Everton. Yeah, that is a tough one. My best, uh, my, that, my best goal was the volley against, uh, against Everton. But my first one was a free kick, wasn't it? Against the uh, against imported to you, like probably the first one. That, that was that was more important. My debut one, yeah. My best goal was the Everton one, but the most important was the uh, was the the first one, yeah. If you were given a chance to swap your loyalty for Newcastle for three Champions League trophies with any club of your choice, I wouldn't. No. You wouldn't. Uh, in your past interview, you said that Tony Adams is the toughest yeah. player, your defender, you've come against. Yeah. If you had to compare one or two of the current Premier League players who would come close to what Tony Adams was. Uh, I'm not sure there are any uh, like him at the minute. John Terry was was similar in a way that he was a very good leader. Uh, organised all the players around him, was very successful at uh, at, at doing that. Um, I'm not sure there are many players. I don't think there are any players like uh, like Tony was defending is defending has changed nowadays. You know, defenders are, are taught more now to to play more football than than ever before, and, and I think that's one of the reasons why um, defensively, when you look around in the Premier League, teams are are, are, are not very good at defending nowadays. Not a lot of emphasis put on it. Um, talk more to to play other than Toby Alvarez at Spurs is is a very good defender. Company at uh, at Manchester City, but he's he's had his injury problems. Um, yeah, other than, other than that, I think the standard of defending in the Premier League is quite poor. Aspilicueta. Yeah, he's a tough defender. Um, He's had a good. Uh, he is a good player. Done well. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure there's many others, is there? Uh, so, do you think any of the t- current, apart from these three defenders, anyone could give you a tough time if they were there? I would. Fan- I would. I would be pretty confident that if I, if I was playing now, then I would score goals. I would, I would. I would be confident I would score goals and maybe more goals. Yeah. When I look around at the defenders now and I compare them to the defenders uh, in the Premier League when I was playing. 
Tony Adams, um, Martin Keown, John Terry when he was playing Rio Ferdinand, Yap Stam, Steve Bruce, Gary Pallister, uh, and I've probably missed uh, I've missed a load off there. So there aren't as many good defenders now as there was in the Premier League when I was playing. The question you have been asked a lot of times: Messi or Ronaldo? <laughs> Do we have to pick? I mean, it's, yeah, I think we're very fortunate to live in a time where we have two incredible athletes, players. I think that's important as well, you see, the athletes, because uh, up till now they've very rarely missed games through, uh, through injuries, and that's been the, uh, been the incredible thing. And to keep scoring goals when everyone knows who you are, what you are, um, and score goals at international level also, then I just think that too, they're, they're a genius at what they do, both of them, so I don't know. Messi. Messi. But. I wouldn't be bothered if I had Ronaldo either, so yeah, they're both great players. If you had to partner up friend with one of them, who would it be? It wouldn't bother me, so long as they were prepared to do my running and I could score all the goals, that would be fine. <laughs> you had to pick one? Messi. Uh, this is Amit. How are you? Nice to meet you. You all right? Uh, what was I saying about being late? <laughs> uh, the best manager in the world right now. Uh, oh, that's a tough one as well, isn't it? Um, I mean, when you when you look at Zidane's um, record in the short space of time that he's uh, that he's been a manager, um, both in Europe and in uh, and in La Liga, it's been incredible. I know they haven't started off the season as as well as they would have liked Real Madrid, but um, then yeah, you'd probably have to say as uh, Zidane. moment for everyone associated with Newcastle and in general the football fraternity yeah uh, so uh, I just wanted to know from you what you know uh, in, in the modern day uh, what would you look at in a chairman that you know uh, Freddie Shepard uh, put in at Newcastle because of all the good work he put in at Newcastle yeah he did he was he was instrumental in, in what Newcastle were about um, back in the uh, back in the 90s came up from the old um, Second division to and to take the uh, the big boys on in the uh, in the Premier League. He transformed the stadium, helped transform the stadium from being thirty six thousand up to uh, up to fifty two thousand. Um, he was a great businessman. He loved the area. Was so passionate for the area um, and wanted to do well for his people. Um, he backed his managers. Um, both with time and with uh, with finance, um, and as a manager, then you can't really ask any uh, any any more of than than that. And he was he was a huge part in in Newcastle United's history. Did you take up golf after retirement? If I'm not wrong, I took up golf when I went down to Southampton as a young boy. I was a sixteen or seventeen year old when I uh, when I went uh, when I went to Southampton. Yeah, I didn't really hadn't played a lot. When I was living in uh, in Newcastle, and it was only when I went to uh, to Southampton. So I've been playing it for years and years now. I love it. It's a great sport. 
you this is not your first time in india you have been here for the football moment with isl yeah i was in mumbai in march i think it was uh, it was great so that was my first time there so to uh, to experience that was brilliant i hadn't been there before uh, to the, to this country before so to then and to to now there's there's a great excitement around for uh, for a, for football and a great enthusiasm and and passion to see it to continue to see it grow and get bigger and better what one thing do you think is missing in india that it can become a youth superpower in football well, you need to get we you need to get some of the big name and players out here which obviously will uh, will will take time some world stars who are going to um, promote the game who are going to improve the standard of the uh, of the league but when you when you compare it was it 2014 at the ISL it, it, it started so it started at eight clubs and is now uh, is now growing and getting bigger now to 10 uh, to 10 clubs and of course Bengaluru are one of the the the, the new clubs that are uh, that are about to start the season in November it starts doesn't it Yeah. November to uh, to March so so that will make it grow that will continue to uh, to to see it get bigger and better uh what are your thoughts on uh, Benitez's uh you know spell at the club so far yeah very good uh he came in to Newcastle was was unable to um to prevent them from being relegated in uh, in his first season and of course got them back up into the Premier League start this season. But I think everyone in Newcastle is reasonably content and reasonably happy with the start to the season. They understand it's going to be a difficult task. Um I think they they'll have enough to stay in there because of his experience and know-how and how he sets the team up. I don't think they'll score a lot of goals because of because of that the way he sets them up and he's always tight and getting them and getting them compact. But I think they'll have enough to uh, to stay clear of relegation. So the the fans are reasonably happy at this moment in time with what they're seeing on the pitch. Uh, one more tough question. Goals, uh, Gerard Lampard. That is a tough question. Um, they're all all very very good midfielders. Frank Lampard an incredible record as a goal scorer for uh, for a goal scoring uh, midfielder. I know he. Uh, took penalties also but that uh, that shouldn't take anything uh, anything away um i would be happy with either, either one of them in uh, in my team full scores uh which player you played with do you think had a lot of potential but did not probably live up to it uh It's a difficult question because uh, I played with Matt Letizier at uh, at Southampton uh, and I'm pretty sure that if he had gone to a bigger football club then he he would have won more England caps uh, he would have been um, a bigger star than he was but because of his his loyalty and because he was happy at uh, at Southampton then it, he didn't want to do that so whether that was lack of ambition or whether that was because he was content and happy there um is is difficult to know but he had incredible ability um, he could do almost anything with the football whether he was passing whether he was scoring goals he could score as we saw lots of spectacular goals um, but incredible he had incredible ability he was as good as he was as good as anyone really on a ball that I'd, uh, that I'd played with but whether it was at Southampton Newcastle 
Blackburn, or whether that was England as well. Yep. Uh, uh, what was what possibly the best Newcastle goal that you have seen scored? Was it the Philip Albert one? Or yeah, he's, he's, I think that hit the, that will be one of the more, the more iconic goals. Is that one would be Man United five. At St James's Park, and then he uh, that chip against Schmeichel. That a lot of the uh, the Newcastle fans will uh, will will remember that one. Yeah, so that was that was a great goal. Yeah. Final question: One manager, the best manager you played under. Yeah, that uh, it's difficult to say one. I had great times with several. I mean, Glenn Hoddle gave me the England captaincy, which is the biggest and best thing that will ever happen to me in in my career. Terry Venable showed great faith in me before Euro '96 when I hadn't scored. For almost two years for England and started the tournament. Kenny, we won the league with it uh, at Blackburn. So Bobby at, uh, at Newcastle saved my uh, my Newcastle career. So it would it's impossible to uh, to pick one. I mean, they're they're some of the managers that have had huge impacts on on my career. Happy? Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you very much.